I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. We're friends who love good beer and telling stories, so we turned it into a podcast. And a, and a podcast that's back out on the, the road today, and uh, very excited to be where we are. Field trip. Best field trip we've had in a long time. Oh, and yes, we have lots of good field 100%. trips. 100%. Teachers by day, beer drinkers by night. Lucky enough to live in North County, San Diego, California. Beer Mecca within a beer Mecca. Please pour yourself a beer, pull up a bar stool, and join us. Hey, y'all. Coffee sucks, but I really like beer, and you should buy me a beer. <laughs> so you go to ilikebeerthepodcast.com and click on buy me a beer. Thanks. That's buy me a beer. Click the link on the website, and when you do, you support our podcast and our ability to keep doing this. Much appreciated. ilikebeerthepodcast.com. End of January, uh, New Year's resolutions. Most people have forgotten theirs. Don't even remember what it was. We haven't. We're, we're doubling down. Yeah. We, our resolution. <laughs> Support local, drink local. Uh, Buy local. To, yes, we lost some dear friends out of the area. We didn't lose them, but well, they're, they're they not there down, anymore yeah, when so. you go to their places. So buy local beer, drink local beer. And that, which brings us where we are today, Mother Earth Brew Company in Vista and, and back at the original tap room on, on Thibodeau. And a place for us, I mean, we've been for, I don't know how many, waiting to get back here. Yeah, sacred ground and a highly anticipated event. And we're lucky enough to have with us cameron director of marketing for mother earth uh, if you've ever been to mother earth at any time since they originally opened you've seen cameron here doing something i think i remember you as i want to call you a kid but but uh, as a yeah. much young was, you know, as a young yeah. man working the the little store ago, yeah. and your wife wife was there uh, i may have been a fiance at the time yep, at the time she was my fi- actually we were just dating at the time we met two weeks before dan and i uh Move, well, before I moved from Dana to Carlsbad to start the brewery. So we met, and then it was like, hey, by the way, I'm bailing the San Diego County from Dana. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a long time ago. Well, thanks for having us back. We are excited about this. Glad to have you guys. Yeah, thanks for coming. Uh, congratulations on the reopening. Uh, like we said, highly anticipated over the last few years. Last time we talked to you virtually, I think you were in your garage. I was in my garage. You were in your garage. <laughs> I'm glad those days are behind yes, us. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, you were looking at venues, and turns out you landed right back where you started. Tell us a little bit about that journey. What's brought you back home? Well, um, well, we, we've never we've had this place the whole time for production only. Um, as you know, things kind of dissolved uh, over at the Main Street Tap House. <clears throat> they did not dissolve in a way that we really uh, ever thought it would end after eight years that was a great spot a lot of happy memories there but in the end we couldn't come to terms with the landlord on the lease uh and then we we were a little bit jaded i i would say we were a little bit burned out on like the the after we took a breather we felt like you know we've always kind of played the underdog role you know uh even way back when we opened it was like you guys should open in Carlsbad or Encinitas, you know, don't go to Vista. And then there was, there were other people that said, um, you know, don't go to downtown Vista. You know, it's depressed down there. There's nothing really going on. And, and Dan, my stepdad, t- he took a flyer on it and it was a really good decision. 
Now everybody's there. <laughs> yeah, now everybody's there, right? So yeah. um, it was... Thank, we, thanks to Mother. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, you guys were trendsetters on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'd like to think so. Um, and I think in the early days, that was a really fun role to play. But then as we grew, we felt like we kind of earned the right not to have to um, earn our right anymore, <laughs> right? Like right. We, 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 we don't really feel like we need to prove ourselves in North County anymore. You know, we'll do 30,000 barrels this year. And so we, we were just like, not, not that we necessarily need this, some like gaudy place to have beers with people, you know, but we just wanted, you know, you want nice things as you get older, right? And so we want like a night, we, so we thought, okay, we're going coastal. We want to be in like somewhat of a more affluent neighborhood where we have access to, uh, more uh, a, a lot more foot traffic um, and because there were a lot of doubts at that point over the last you know since covid whether or not people were going to return to industrial taste like is this a thing anymore mm-hmm. you know and um, even though it's not causal necessarily certainly it's at least uh, correlational that a lot of the breweries that have gone out of business in the last five years had industrial sized tasting rooms Again, I think that's more correlational because of uh, the affordability of being in industrial complexes versus retail space. And so maybe you can't draw a straight line between the two things, mm-hmm. but it's hard to deny that they're re- related, you know, or they're, that they're not related. Mm-hmm. So we've been looking all over. I mean, we've been looking, and we, we still are. We, this place opening does not preclude us from opening another place, right? Um, I don't think we'll ever have five or six because right. um, that's not manageable, but... Um, we're still but looking. You do have another place, but it's a hall. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, couple day hall. Well, unless you just power through like Dan does, so he just goes fourteen hours in his truck, just you know, not in the right no through. other places in Idaho. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, yeah, to answer your question, we are very much still looking for that other place. Um, the truth of it is, it probably—I uh, I shouldn't say probably—but there's a good chance it would not be in North County. Um, it'll probably be, we're, we're looking really hard in San Clemente right now. Um, but this gives us uh, the chance to reestablish a home base in the place where we started. And it just feels right. Like just being in here doing this build out has just felt really, uh, wholesome and, and like, like, oh my God, it's, we're doing it again. Right. right. Let's cheers that yeah. the beer. Yeah. 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 I get excited. I, I, I get it for the microphone. A premature open mind. Sorry, but yeah. Cheers and, Cheers and welcome home, I yeah, guess. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Feels good. So I hope I answered your question there. You did. Tell us what we're drinking. Tierra Madre Lager. This is our 4.5% Mexican lager. It is made with uh, rice and Mexican lager yeast. And corn. I'm sorry. Rice and corn. Uh, <clears throat> super sessionable. It's a fantastic Mexican. We like to call it sandwich I defer beer. to Jeff for all yeah. things uh, Mexican lager. I, like, I, I'm just drinking. It's like it feels like summer. It tastes like summer. And I'm happy because we had what, we had a lot of rain yesterday, yeah. which is rough for us. And I so saw this is sunshine. Just, I yeah. saw a beam so of sunshine just, today. So. I, I don't know. It just feels right to be sitting here at, at, at the original Mother Earth location drinking a, a Mexican lager. <laughs> yeah. This is, a, this is a, a, a monumental day. So, uh, again, a little bit uh, about the space, too. It's a shared space, right? So can you tell us a little bit about the partnership with Lost Abbey? Sure. So um, it's... it's it's funny, this really came about by accident. As you know, Lost Abbey became uh, our tenant here as in, a, in an alternating proprietorship. So 
as as a lot of our production um, was moving over to Idaho, um, we uh, we realized that we had some capacity and stuff like that. And at the same time, Lost Abbey was leaving Mod away and they were looking for some space. And so we were like, Hey, let's, you know, share this brew house. Basically. Um, they didn't really want the offices. So we retained this part and then we share the rest of it. We, uh, throughout the last, gosh, this was last April that they started moving over, um, April and May. Uh, it's just been, it's been really challenging with the ABC and a lot, you know, big shocker there, right? Yeah, right. Um, story we've heard before, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's been really the only unfortunate part. The positive thing about it is that all the Lost Abbey folks are super cool. Um, I didn't know what it was going to be like opening our home to another right. brewery. Like, uh, you know, we knew the Lost Abbey guys fairly well prior to that. Um, but you know, when you see someone every day, it's a little bit different, right? And come to find out they're all super cool guys. Um, and so we were getting along great. And then uh, the partnership came about um, uh, several months ago when the ABC came back after just months of uh, you know, unnecessary, in my opinion, paperwork um, and said, you know, this would be a heck of a lot easier if uh, you would just apply for a joint tasting room instead oh. of... Because in order for them to get licensed Am I here, about to think the ABC for something? <laughs> yeah, they, they were actually helpful. It was shocking. I got a toast for our next yeah, episode. Yeah. Initially, we would have had to surrender our rights to a tasting okay. room in order for them to license Lost Abbey. And that was causing a problem. So then they say, you know, it would be a heck of a lot, a lot easier if you opened a joint tasting room. You don't have to exercise that privilege, but apply for it. And I was kind of like, hmm, I hadn't really considered that. Um, and the wheels started turning. I didn't even call Dan. I just marched straight into Tommy's office and was like, what if, crazy idea, <laughs> hear me out here. And, um, and a lot of people ask, well, why didn't you just open a tasting room yourselves here, you know, before, uh, we did, uh, before they did. And I'll tell you credit to Lost Abbey because, uh, maybe it's because, like I said, we had a lot of doubts about the environment, the neighborhood, the concept. Or maybe it's because it had just been so long since we'd done this, we were out of practice, whatever the reason. Um, it wasn't until they started transforming the warehouse into a tasting room that it kind of got our you juices see, flowing. You could yeah, see it, huh? we could see it. I was like, shit, I'd have a beer in here. <laughs> yeah. This looks cool. Then, yeah. of course, you know, there are other things that come with it in, in a day and age where you've got a lot of. Uh, you know, it, it's a challenging time for a lot of breweries. And so when you have a space that can be shared, you know, you're sharing all types of things. You don't just share customers, but you share expenses and liabilities and, you know, a lot of that stuff. And so that's, uh, that's attractive, you know. Well, we've um, seen that we've seen this model a few different places and, and I, I hope it's something that helps give longer life and, and better life to, to a lot of places we love. You know, yeah. You know, it's all the right people. They all like each other. Mm -hmm. They're all at every event together. Well, right. I think it's attractive to the beer drinker because, again, you come in and it's you have more options, right? Like, yeah. So where you come in and you may now try some beers that you ha you wouldn't have had before. Sure. And it opens up. So it opens up your eyes or the, the beer drinker's eyes are, are, are you know palate. And then that maybe creates new drinkers mm -hmm. for, for you or for Lost Abbey. Indeed. Because they weren't thinking about that beer when they walked in. But they said, well, I'll give it a try because you're here. Yeah, especially in the case where you have <clears throat> two brands that do really, I don't want to say completely different things no, because they've really uh, like expanded their lineup in the way of, you know, moving away from more 
like obscure and niche styles to yeah. like classic styles. You know, you saw on their board when you were out there, they have IPAs and, you know, type loggers and, and not that they never did that stuff because they had the hop concept and, and right. they had uh, uh, port, but certainly like they're known for barrel aged stuff yeah. and sours yeah. and Belgians. Yeah. And, and we're more known for classic styles, uh, hoppy beers, adjuncted stuff, you know, flavored beers, stuff like that. So I think there's definitely a symbiosis that's going to work in the favor of uh, the consumer, really. Right. I mean, if you live around here. styles, which are complementary. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just visually, the yeah. aesthetics are, are complementary. Totally. Because we got a peak. We're here. This will release. They're open. Come on in. Uh, but we're here just days before that opening. Well, you night, like you said, together. getting a look at it, walking in, I was like, oh, man, yeah, I, can, I can see myself here. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a great great location, great it, facility. I hope so. so. I, yeah. I hope everyone thinks that. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the fact if you've been coming to, you know, there, there's... You know, there's little callbacks to the to the your, your original tasting rooms and your bar. You know, the, the so location many, on Main Street. Yeah, if you know, you know from Lost Abbey as well. Yeah. I saw yeah. things. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah. And then walk in the bath. There's the signage in the bathroom. There's yeah. that sign, yeah. the primordial sign. There <laughs> <Yeah>. it is. <laughs> yeah. You know, there are some other ties between us that a lot of people don't know, which is that Sean Dominguez, who did did a lot of their uh, cover art, their right. labels, also um, did a. Um, uh, a tribute cover art for us for uh, in memoriam which was excuse me part of our project x series uh for big nate you yes. know the past mm-hmm. and um he also did some work on our four seasons line our n- not most recently when we switched to 16 ounce cans but when we were doing the illustrated glass bottles the 22 ounce bombers you know the woman's flowing hair right. and all that so he worked on those as Very well cool. right. you want to you want to is cameron seated for this oh Sh- sean dominguez i'm pretty sure that's a carlsbad guy yeah we, we, went, to, we went to school yeah, we went to school with with oh are you serious <laughs> yeah, oh, no way we went to high school carlsbad and todd is trying everywhere we go there's something carlsbad around <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. High school. it's just funny but yeah we, that's went, awesome. we went to high school so, so cool. what what are you hoping the experience is like for for returning mother earth fans and and you're gonna bring in some new ones you're bringing lost abbey but also just people since you were last open that are now into beer or now in the neighborhood i hope the experience is that they felt like they feel like we never left yeah i hope you remember that uh, movie flight of the navigator yeah. where he, he gets left in a ditch, he trips in the ditch or whatever mm-hmm. and then everyone's like 20 years yeah. older or whatever i hope it's just Definitely like that <laughs> okay I, I hope it's like oh my god you know yeah. where have you been what do you mean it was just we just got our growler filled <laughs> yesterday you know <laughs> Well, I mean, it's not um, like you guys. I mean, you still your beers everywhere here, right? I mean, you can pretty much go to any restaurant or bar or tap room, and you're going to find Mother Earth on on tap. And and so now it's just you got one place to come in and, yeah. and get get all your all your beers. And like I said, and then you got the Los Abbey side of it, and kind of reconnect with some old friends. I yeah, guess. yeah, yeah. And we've had a huge outreach, not just comments on social media, yeah. but people personally reaching out, texting me. DMing me, yeah, all that cool. stuff. It's been it's been really neat. Yeah, yeah, that's very cool. So we got into this podcast because of great beer stories, and we because we were hearing them on our brewery tours before we had a podcast, and we quick quickly realized that was our favorite part. Why is this beer named this? How did you get into brewing? How did you land in this community? Tell us about that. Uh, one of the greatest beer stories we ever heard on this show uh, was from Joel about. Callie Creamy, Creamin in your yeah. in your wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, what's another Mother Earth beer that's got a story? Oh man, there's yeah. so many. There, are, there. Are... Well, we want to come back, so don't tell them all. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, so it's funny because Dan and my mom and Joelle and I 
will periodically one of the four of us will end up on like beer advocate or untapped and uh we'll just be looking through all the beers that were that have been logged over time <clears throat> because it's like a time capsule right, yeah. i can go back to 2013 and see and i'll go oh my gosh i forgot about that name Old um, Knucker. Old yeah. Knucker. That's a still on my list of IPAs. Old yeah. Knucker is one of my absolute favorites. Well, that was up in the hall, too, the, mm-hmm. the Dragon. Um, gosh, another beer with a story like that. <laughs> There's just been so many beers that we've produced over the years. You got one from the past that's gonna that, that's coming, coming back? back? Not for the grand opening, No, no but, but, but definitely. Soon. So we're going to do uh, Syntax by, uh, this year. Probably not until... Winter, so we're talking about like okay. a 10, 11 months from yeah. now. That'll be uh, a small batch brew, though. We, you know, we sunsetted that in package in favor of milk truck. Um, but uh, and then pinup obviously is coming soon. That's what I was leaning on. <laughs> That's what I wanted to hear. And there, there will be others as well. You know, as we, as we kind of, we just have to figure out stylistically how to work them into, um, it just so happens we need a pail. So let's do pinup. Right. So, but that's definitely one of the most top requested, like vintage beers. So it's only been three and a half, four years. Uh, but in some ways with COVID and everything else, everything's changed. Uh, we talked about when I yeah. first got here is when you left, IPAs ruled the world, like uh, the T-Rex in Jurassic Park. And yeah. now you, you got to have a lager you, and a pale, pale ale is coming back. Yeah, I mean, IPAs still do rule the roost just in terms of volume. Um, but uh, absolutely, well, in the craft segment, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, lagers are a big deal right now. In fact, um, Tierra is doing really well for us. It is slowly, not slowly, risen its way up into like the top four position in our lineup. Um, Cali family obviously dominates, you know. Uh, so if you break those out into individual SKUs, then, mm-hmm. you know, Tierra comes right in behind it. But then we're developing a new year-round Pilsner. It, it'll probably be a Pilsner. Um, and so we're looking for that possibly by the end of the year, but at the latest next spring. So very cool. Yeah. And so any other plans with returning to having a tap room, like things that people can be looking forward to here in the coming months? Yeah. I mean, we, we'd love to do more events. Um, like you said, at the time people hear this, the grand opening will be over, but, uh, we're here six days a week. We're only closed on Mondays as of right now. Uh, the hope is to expand those hours during the summer. So, you know, pull back in the winter, winter, Right. Yeah. <laughs> Quote unquote. We had winter yesterday. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, and then obviously have, you know, things like entertainment. Obviously we'll have food trucks every week if we can help it. Managing a food truck schedule is really tough. Right. Fortunately, that's another one of those responsibilities that's shared by both companies. So oh, we don't have to worry about it as much. It's a huge source of stress. They're very fickle. They cancel constantly. A lot of times the day of people get pissed off. It's, yeah, we've seen that. We've it's witnessed necessary that. evil. You know? <laughs> we've witnessed the disappointment of the food trucks not there. Yeah. But we've also witnessed other people pissed off about it. Like, yeah. Well, that doesn't seem like something they did on purpose. Yeah. And we, it, it, at our Boise location, it got to the point where we had to, and this is just recently, we ended up creating auto responses on every platform that we have incoming messages, whether it's a Facebook direct message, uh, Instagram we change the IVR recording on our phones. Um, everywhere that there's a customer touch point, 
because we were getting so many questions about food trucks and we put automated responses for everything. We cannot verify food trucks or entertainment. Just come down here. Just come down. Come down, get a beer and wait. I get it, right? Like if if you're trying to make a decision about where to go, you want to know. I understand that. But also it's not within our control. So So if people want to know though what's going on here, what's the best way for them to – I'm still trying to figure out exactly how that's going to work, right? Because our at Mother Earth Brew Co. is our corporate page. So I don't want to just inundate it with like hyper-local stuff. I don't do that with Idaho. I don't plan on doing it here. In Idaho, we created uh, individual accounts for those places. The difference is we have have a taproom manager over there and a social media person that Mm -hmm. does it. Here, it's all me. (laughs) So uh, I, I just... I'm not going to be able to keep no. up with that. So I would say um, things that are that are hyper local and um, exclusive to Vista will probably go up at, unless it's a big deal like the grand opening right, or a right. major event. It'll be it'll probably be paired with like a new product announcement. Like, yeah. hey, Urban Solace is out. Oh, by the way, you can get it at our tap room this weekend at blah blah blah. I also think stories that expire that are that are less like intrusive to, mm-hmm. to people's uh, social media habits, right, will be used a lot. So Instagram and Facebook stories are probably going to be a popular spot for me to post stuff. And then obviously the events page on our website for stuff that's a really big a big deal. It is Vista. If if they, you come, come down, down, there's no food. Order a couple pints, and then Move go on. somewhere with food. Yeah. There's yeah. somewhere else local to go. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, collabs right down the street. Right. And then come back for, there for, you go. for a Syntex there you go. or a milk truck for a dessert beer. In oh. fact, I saw an Imperial Stout on your board that I'm very excited about. So that's win- That's Four Seasons Winter. As you know, Four Seasons is the rotating barrel-age program with a collab in the summer. Um, <clears throat> but currently we have Winter on, which is a bourbon barrel-aged triple berry Imperial Stout. So it's, it's a Russian Imperial Stout blend. Uh, and then we add 60 pounds per barrel of blackberries, blueberries, and raspberries. That sounds, sounds delicious, yes. And it is you don't eat food decadent. That. Yeah. It <laughs> is that. so yeah, good. Um, that for a while. <laughs> and then we'll also have uh, our autumn offering, which, which Winter just replaced or came in after. Uh, and that is, that is a Sazerac-flavored um, imperial stout. We're call, we had to call it a cocktail-inspired stout because... Our brewers were like, we're making a Sazerac beer. And I'm like, that's trademarked. We can't say that. So thanks, <laughs> thanks for that uh, assignment. Um, and did I see cans of that in the fridge? Yes, there are cans of that. Yes. Oh, okay. yeah. All right. um, Note to sell. <laughs> other beers we, we that are relatively new, uh, or brand new actually, Urban Solace, which is the new Project X series release, the beer and art series, that, that uh, um, is tapping for our grand opening and will be on for probably – two months, six weeks. Um, and then a small batch brew called Wakumi, which is a uh, 4.8% Japanese lager. I saw that on the board, yeah. <laughs> which our brewer, I haven't tasted it yet, but the brewers are telling me they're like raving about it. Nice. So I'm, I'm excited to try it myself. Yeah. Well, there's many, many reasons to come down to Vista. And now we've just added another one. May that the Lord giveth any... You take it, then you give <laughs> it. That's right. <laughs> so, so, Mother Cameron, congratulations. Thank you for letting us be a part of this uh, grand opening and this grand reopening, I guess yeah, it is. Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. Right? 
good things are worth the wait, as the saying goes, and it's been a long wait, and it's going to be very good. Yeah, very excited. Very excited for the spring and the summer now just to, yeah. to come and hang out. <laughs> Me too. Me too. No more water. Yeah. I know our state needs it, but yeah, it really yeah, messes yeah, yeah, with my yeah, mountain yeah. biking yeah. schedule. So, yeah. Listeners, thank you for spending the time with us. Remember, just a moment, rate us, review us wherever you get our podcast. Check us out on Instagram. Visit our website, ilikebeerthepodcast.com. We'd love to keep drinking, but right now, we got to run. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run. All we need is a 10 and a 5 or a car and a key and a sober driver. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run.